Welcome to the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. Welcome to ITSP Magazine. You're listening to a new Two Cyber Chicks podcast. You're about to join Erica and Jax for an inclusive cybersecurity conversation designed to educate and break the stereotypes of cybersecurity professionals while providing life hacks on how to handle burnout, networking, and goal setting. Knowledge is power. Now, more than ever. Welcome, everyone. Kicking it off today by welcoming you back for our latest season of Two Cyber Chicks. So we felt that today's episode, um, we'd just be sharing sharing with you guys like what we've been up to. Um, Jax and I obviously took a little bit of a break and you haven't heard from us in a while and so wanted to talk a little bit about that we're super excited to be back obviously and ready to bring you some hot new content um, and also talk about some uh, season updates on what you can expect on this latest season um, so Jax you know let's just kick off the conversation let's get to the to the real deal stuff like let's talk about our break um, yeah. man. We talk about this stuff here on the show. We talk about mental health. We talk about burnout. We talk about prioritization, uh, work-life balance. Um, it was time to practice what we preach. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And I think maybe some of the listeners, if you're close to me, you knew that I was definitely burnout. I was bur- Girl, you know, I, I was burnout November, October of last year. And we just kept pushing and pushing and you and I just talked and it was, it was nice because we were both on the same page. Like you were like, I will support you with whatever you need. I was going through a lot of school at the time and that was compounding with a whole bunch of other challenges at work. Cause we all know we have those ebb flows where you have the great team, you have the great contract. And then sometimes you don't in the world of consulting. And it was a lot. And, you know, I was going through health issues at the same time and, it, I needed, I needed the tactical pause. And then you had a reconstructive surgery that, when was that again, August? And so it was a two part surgery. Um, and it was, yeah, first part of it was August. Um, second part was in October and y'all I was immobile for 12 weeks and uh, unfortunately, this was my second time going through it. You know, this was one leg. Um, one leg I had already done. I was realigning the bones on my other leg. Um, not to get into it too much, just a genetic growth deformity that, uh, you know, had to happen. So um, losing your ability to walk, uh, losing your ability to do a lot of independent activities, it takes a toll on you um, emotionally, mentally, um, obviously the physical but, you know, you don't think about all the other things that it compounds with and, you know, trying to have um, a full time job while you deal with these health issues. You know, Jack's like yeah. and in putting it into perspective, right, like you and I just happened to be at that same place where we realized, like, you know what, we are here for each other. We're a great support system to one another. And we knew and we recognized what each other was going through. And it was one of those times where I hope you all, all of our listeners out there, I hope that you have a safe, safe spot, like to have these types of discussions. I hope that you have a community and a circle of people that will hold you accountable, that will give you that kind of real life. uh, Hey, 
are you doing okay? Are you, you know, how are you managing all of this? Like, are you taking care of your needs? Um, and just kind of giving you that wake up call that some of us sometimes need, because when you are high achievers, when you are so productive, when you um, are used to managing such a busy load, um, sometimes it is hard to take that break and to know that you need that break. So I'm very grateful to you and I'm grateful for all of the rest of our community for, um, you know, having those tougher conversations and being able to hold each other accountable and being there for one another while we do go through those ebbs and flows of life. Yeah. And we definitely need to give a shout out to Marco and Sean of ITSP magazine because they were super supportive when we communicated with them that we needed to take a pause. They were literally not even a question about it. They were like, however, we can support you. Uh, whenever you guys are ready to start doing content again, you guys might notice that. If, and if you're hearing this and you maybe you, you don't know that you actually can see us now because we're doing video, that's one of the changes that we've done. But they've been they were really flexible with us. They they even said if we didn't want to do video like we didn't have to, but we felt that this would give you all a better experience to connect with us and everything. But overall, the experience I felt was really positive taking the pause. And I think for me, and I, and I won't speak for you, but I think for me, that was the first time in my career where I was really like, okay, I have so much on my plate right now and I, I can't do this. And I, some things have to come off and you know, I was live streaming on my other show at the time. And that was one of Jax the, Jax was doing things. three much. Yeah. <laughs> way. I was like way and way too much. And I felt like a failure at first that I had to stop live streaming my other show. But I can tell you now looking back, actually saying no and not doing the live streams, not doing, I was doing multiple shows a week and then doing this, but actually saying no and setting boundaries for myself, not even just for others was one of the healthiest things that I could do for my mental state. But I will be very transparent with everybody on here and let you know, even though I pulled all of those things off of my plate, I was extremely exhausted when I went into my final year of school in my capstone. And Erica knows there were just days that I just had to just show up and my 75% was going to just be my 100% that day. And it that's just what it was. Yeah. And you and I had those conversations all the time. It was like, you know, I have this paper to finish. I have this project that's going this way. I have this like other group thing that's going on and it's not going super well. And I got to figure all of this out. And then it's like a last minute scheduling issue comes up with a client. And then there's a client issue that blows up and you're just, it's this like overwhelming. And when you, and if you've ever been, if you're listening to this and you've been in a burnout stage before, like, you know, once you've already let the burnout hit, you're already in a different place. Like, you know, we're resilient. Jax, you're resilient as all get out. Like, we know this. Like, I I will say that I think I'm pretty dang resilient as well. Yeah, you are. <laughs> and when it comes to being in that place of burnout, like, that level of, like, tolerance, like, it's a different threshold because you already are exhausted. And so, like, think about, like, your body is able to – um, you know, withstand like this much pressure on like, you know, 
on, on a regular basis or that threshold is different for everybody, right? But you tack on a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And what's important to know is like, where's your starting point? So if you're in burnout, your starting point for that threshold is already higher. So you have a smaller window to kind of fill. And so that gap is easier to fill. You're already, you're already there. And like, there's no time for you to kind of like decompress and bring that level back down for you to be able to take on all of this additional stress or work or time spend. Um, and then like being, being the way that we are, it's tough to not give your hundred percent when you're so used to only wanting to put your best foot forward. And so I remember you and I had so many conversations around like, you know what, Jax, it's okay to submit it as it is. Like yeah. you've worked on this thing plenty. I guarantee you the majority of your classmates did not overthink this assignment, did not spend as much time. Everybody's working professional. Like right. it is okay to just submit it at what you said, you know, like your 90%, whatever, you yeah. know, whatever that percentage was, it's like, it's still better than a lot of other people's hundred, 150%. So got to give ourselves grace. And I think sometimes when we're like in the thick of it, it's hard to know how to give ourselves grace. And mm -hmm. so that's why like that accountability um, function is just so important in, you know, in your life. Yeah. And we definitely hold each other accountable. We have those candid conversations when we think the other person needs to pull back or do less. And you went through a lot in this past year. Like you had a lot, you went through the multiple surgeries and a lot of other things that were happening in your life. And I'd love to share if you would with the listeners, some things that you did that helped you overcome that. Cause you are extremely resilient, but resiliency, like you, it doesn't just happen. You have to have like tools in the toolkit to help you with that mental health journey. So can you share some of the things that yeah. you do that help you maintain even through burnout? Yeah, no, absolutely. And, um, you know, I, I will say like the, the biggest thing is loving and giving yourself grace. Like no one is going to take care of you the way that you take care of you. And so that's something that I had very clear, like going into this, this phase, um, or season, whatever we want to call it. Like I knew it was going to be tough. I was like, almost like gearing up for battle, you know? And when you know that like things are happening in your life where you already are feeling like the shakeup and you're feeling like, you know, something big is, is brewing. Like I remember letting you know, it was in, it was in June of last year when my leg completely gave out. And like one day after another, I was back in a wheelchair. Um, and that to me was like devastating. And so I was managing work. I mean, majority of the people that I work with, like had no idea. A lot of people in my life, like, um, you know, my close, my close, close friends and family, like they, they knew that I had this condition and, um, it was like, oh gosh, here preparing for another surgery. So, I mean, honestly, like I started, I started the prep work. I started the, the hard work early on. And that's like the biggest advice that I can give. It's like, as soon as you start to feel whatever feelings of, overwhelming, whatever feelings that you feel like you can't just brush to the side, like you got to tackle those things head first. So, I mean, I asked for help. Like I was pretty explicitly clear with like everybody in my life on like what I needed in that season. Like I remember Jax, I was like, Hey, I'm going to need you to like remind me X, Y, and Z. 
Like these are things that I know I'm going to, I'm going to need to hear. Um, like I remember sitting down with my husband and I was like, this is exactly what I need from you. Like, I need you to remind me that I'm doing a great job. Like I need you to give me the words of affirmation. Um, and, and I did that with multiple people. Right. But like I solicited, uh, my therapist, I was like, you know what, like we need to rank up therapy. Um, and actually my therapist was like, you know what, I actually think you need another therapist because now you have a uh, medically induced PTSD. And like, I said, all right, bring it on, you know, let's double up, let's do what we need to do. And I will try it out. So like being open minded is another thing. It's like, when someone gives you different tools or tips, like, we can't, no, it doesn't matter how much you've been through in life, like, everybody has a different perspective. Everybody has a different story. Everybody has different things that work for them. Mm -hmm. So I know some people that might be listening are like, you know what? I've tried therapy. It doesn't work for me. That's fine. You know, find whatever works for you and your coping mechanism. So for me, journaling helped, right? Some people, sometimes, honestly, journaling didn't help me in other seasons of life. Right. Yeah. Um, but journaling helped me this way. Like I actually, I wrote myself, uh, reminders. I wrote myself letters. I wrote myself encouraging notes. Um, I had um, really nice like notes and words of encouragement from a lot of my loved ones. And I, and I made like a box and this was like my gratitude and happy box that mm -hmm. I, anytime I, I know you remember that box. I mean, anytime that I had a moment of like, when I felt myself getting into that dark place, like I would pick that up um, yeah. and I would just, self-soothe and find the tools that I needed. And I, and I think the biggest thing that all of us can do is just remind ourselves that like, we are human, that everything that you go through, um, yeah. it, it, it is heavy, right? Like things that, things that you'll experience in life are heavy, but like, you're never alone and people are there and want to genuinely support you. Just sometimes they don't know how. And so the biggest like advice that I can give is if you're going through a hard time, like ask people, and let them know what like exactly you need or if they have tools or if they have tr like, you know, tricks and tips, like whatever it is, like be open minded about it. Give it a shot. Don't just, you know, poo poo it. Say, you know, that that sounds like something I wouldn't want to do. Mm -hmm. um, so, Jax, I'm going to ask you the same question, because I mean, I know that, you know, things there were some moments where you were like, you know, am I going to make it to the end of school? Am I going to get there? You know, even when we yeah. were like a month out, I remember the countdown was going um, to graduation and that, that last final stretch. I mean, that was, that was rough and you were managing a huge workload, not to mention just like life in general. Um, so I want to kind of ask you the same question um, beyond what I said, you know, what other things do you feel like would be helpful for our listeners if they are, you know, listening to this conversation, it resonates with them and they, you know, they want some tools in their toolkit. The first thing that came to mind when you were asking me that question, and this might be, this'll, this might get some people being like, what? But not drinking alcohol. And you know that I have like almost completely, I'm not sober like in the aspect that I'm never going to drink again. But starting in the last two years, I've slowly like drank less and less every year where I maybe have one cocktail, two cocktails a month, maybe. And now it's even getting less than that where it's one or two every like two or three months. And so that was the first thing that came in because for me, what I had realized 
that and and I realized it obviously a couple of years ago was that alcohol was putting me into this just overall depressed state mentally, just energetically. And for me, when I was getting into be feeling extremely, because that was probably the most burnout I had ever felt in my life. Like I'd never, I will, I would never do that ever again. Full-time school, full-time work, also in the military, also like my Jacks Act and all the other responsibilities. It was just too much for any human being to ever do. And I know people do it, but it was too much for me. And so for quality of life, living and everything, but not drinking was like extremely helpful. And then on top of that, making sure I got outside and walked and I connected with nature. You know, I tried to hike as much as I could every weekend. I would go like my thing was eight to 10 miles of hiking and then come back and, you know, eat healthy food. And for me, I didn't journal during this time. I haven't journaled in a while because I was so exhausted that the thought of even journaling and meditating, I couldn't do. But what I did do is I ensured that I even stopped listening to podcasts because I was so overwhelmed. But what I did is I made sure that I listened to like calming music, jazz music, things like that, that would calm my nerves throughout the day versus, you know, R&B or listening to a book because I was just I was on information overload. So if anybody's listening and you're in that place where because cybersecurity is a field where it can get information overload, sometimes it's okay to just stop. But I would also encourage, look at your lifestyle. How, because your body, if you're not living a healthy lifestyle, even if that's one or two drinks a night and you're drinking on the weekends and you might be struggling with burnout, alcohol exasperates burnout. Like I would encourage if you're listening, try not to drink for a few weeks. It takes two to three weeks for the brain to start healing. Give your time, give your body time to heal so it can support you in the best way possible. I think that was the biggest thing that I did in this journey. It helped. I was still burnt out. I'm, I still, I told my boss the other day, he asked me how I was doing. And I went, I'm still really burnt out. Like I, I just to paint a picture for listeners, because Erica knows this, like I would work some days, you know, eight at a minimum, but typically nine to 10 hours a day, I would have to stop or I'd probably work more. And then I would have to go into school and I would do between three to four hours of school every night. And I would make myself typically stop around nine or 10 o'clock. And then I would get up the next day at 6am and I would start the process over again. And then weekends, I would do 20 plus hours of school. And I, and this was perpetually happening. And so now I'm like, <laughs> you know, six, seven o'clock comes, I finish my work and I'm like, I don't want to do anything, but I know I'll move through this. So another thing I would say is honor where you're at, give yourself ease and grace, honor where you're at. If you're burnt out, you're, and if you can't, I couldn't do anything about it. You know, I couldn't drop out of school. So there was literally nothing I could do. All I could do was push through. And it was a really, cruddy situation. But if you have the power to change your burnout and take things off your plate, do that. But if you can't, then give yourself ease and grace and embrace that and do everything you possibly can to nourish your soul, nourish your being without, you know, burning yourself out more by doing additional meditation, by doing additional journaling. Sometimes just not doing anything is the most important thing. So yeah. And uh, get you a friend that'll text you and remind you to eat and drink water. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there, Gosh, there are plenty of days where I'm like, Jax, have you eaten today? I'm looking at you through this phone with a stank eye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. 
I know you got Drew that comes and helps you and feeds you. I know, I know. You. <laughs> Drew is a saint. Shout out to Drew. I mean, my husband literally made sure I was eating, even, even like to this day, yes, I'm mobile and everything, but like if I'm in Zoom meetings all day, he brings me food, makes sure I eat. So I got to do the same thing for Jackson. I'm like, hey girl, have you eaten? Yeah. But um, I love I love what you said about, you know, not it's not necessarily doing more or taking things. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have to, you know, do more and more and more. Sometimes it's just cool to be. And I think that we struggle with that because there's so much of our self-worth that is tied to productivity and what we accomplish. And so like there's days where, you know, you look at yourself and you're like, well, did I really accomplish anything? And you feel, and especially in that phase of burnout, right? Because you feel like you've been going, 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 your energy, yeah. your battery is just depleted. And then you're frustrated because you don't have anything to show for it. That's okay. Just yeah. acknowledge that that's fine. And I also love, you know, like the, the nourishment aspect, right? Of like mind, body, soul, like all of that, like that speaks volumes to me because like, you need that. You need your, you need that to be able to do everything in life. Like yeah. you only get one of these things. And so you got to really like, you got to make sure you're, you're putting good stuff in your body. Like if you can move, move, like don't ever take your, your body for granted. Like if you, if you have the ability to walk, go out, walk and enjoy the sunshine. Like that is stuff that, you know, you can't take for granted in life. Um, and then I, I really hear you on like the, the burnout of information because mm. I also felt that way. Um, you know, during the 12 weeks of, uh, immobility, um, when I went through this surgery in 2021, um, on the, on, on my first, you know, the first leg that I did, I was super productive if you remember. And I, oh, I yeah. was like, you know what? I'm going to read so many books. I read, I can't even tell you how many books I read. I read, I studied. I mean, I was just like, if I'm, I'm going to be a busy body, I'm stuck here anyway. And I did not want to watch TV. I did the opposite this time. I was like, I'm going to do as little as possible. I'm going to take care of my mental, my emotional state. And I'm going to just pour as much love into myself as I can. And those were mm. two different recoveries yeah. and two different experiences. And you know what? One can be good at one point. One can be good at the other. It's just like listening to yourself and mm -hmm. adjusting and being flexible and open-minded. Yeah. And another thing to note too is on the second recovery, the one that you pulled back, you took time off from work. Yeah. The other one, you didn't yep. take any time off at yep. all. And she actually, you like, that's what I was like, because I know that was a hard decision for was, you. Yes. Yeah, so tough. Yeah. But yeah. then after you did it, you're like, oh so my glad. God, I'm so glad I did this. Oh yeah. gosh. Yeah. And I remember planning to go out on that leave. It was, I mean, so many long nights just preparing like the most beautiful out of office plan I've, I will <laughs> ever prepare. I mean, it was just right. chef's piss. Like I loved it, but it was like, ah, am I going to miss anything? And yeah. I remember coming back from this leave and I was like, wow, my team hit all of their goals. I was like, we hit everything. Like everyone's doing great. Everyone is exceeding expectation. I mean, it was just like one of those moments where I was like, wow, that was the right call. Like yeah. it was just, yeah, it was amazing. And I highly recommend it. I mean, if you're going through a tough time, like look into what programs your employer has, like those are things that are not always advertised. And like, you don't know, unless you ask, like, mm -hmm. what am I eligible for? What kind of like, you know, resources do I have? Um, because a lot of times those will be a surprise because you don't really 
unless you're going through something you you wouldn't know, right? Um, besides like having a maternity paternity leave policy, like most people don't know that, you know, your organization actually has a lot of programs to support you through these things. Yeah. Oh, they've gotten a lot better. I actually don't know what my organization has. I should look into that. Yes. See, yes, for sure. They've gotten definitely better. Um, so I know we're coming to time, but before we jump off, I'd like to share with our guests some of the things that they should be expecting for our new episodes coming up. I know we've already talked about the video piece. So you all, we will be doing video as well as audio. So you'll get come to hang out. Yeah. Our wonderful faces come hang out, make sure to subscribe, join our community. Uh, we're still going to be doing the same tempo as we did last year, which is every other week. We feel like that is best for us and our mental health and everything we've got going on. So expect that. And then, you know, as always, we're going to continue focusing on demystifying cybersecurity. We're going to continue bringing on guests of all walks of life within cybersecurity, beginners to individuals that have been for 20 plus years. Um, but we're also going to bring experts in that can talk about mental health, that can talk about, you know, organi organizational psychology, things like that. So we'll have that diversity. And as always, if you guys have any suggestions of either topics for us to discuss guests on the show, reach out to us and let us know because we're here to support you. And we're so happy for our, I mean, gosh, you've had so many people reach out to you recently about our show and asking like, when are we going to be kicking it back off? So it means so much to us when you guys do that and reach out to us and just communicate and let us know how much these our shows and episodes impact you. Yeah. We love hearing from you. Um, and if and if you don't have our LinkedIn's, if you don't follow us on LinkedIn, we're always available at two cyberchicks, the number two, cyberchicks at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And like Jack said, I mean, just couldn't be more excited to, you know, kick off this fresh new season, um, bring you some hot content, have some really, really meaningful conversations and have some really cool guests. So with that, we will catch you on the next episode. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Two Cyber Chicks Podcast with Erica and Jax. If you learned something new and this podcast made you think, then share ITSBMagazine.com with your friends, family, and colleagues. If you represent a company and wish to associate your brand with our conversations, sponsor one or more of our podcast channels. We hope you will come back for more stories and follow us on our journey. You can always find us at the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society.